the first Tampa Bay top 10 girls and boys polls of the season, key first round Champions League matchups, and a very special message for high school coaches. This is the Tampa Bay Top 10 Podcast. Welcome to the Tampa Bay Top 10 Soccer Podcast with Jim Hart, Carlos Flores, and Dave Wilson. Today we're going to start off with the Tampa Bay Top 10 Coaches Poll. It is the first one of the year for girls and boys. Jim, when you first looked at it, what did you think? I mean, it was amazing. And what stood out at me, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit later, is the number of schools that appear in both polls. Yeah, definitely seeing boys on the, and the girls on the same side. But the number of teams that got votes this week also, I think, is attributed to a number of things. Number one, nobody knows yet who really is that good. Yes, David, and that's why, as you know, this poll is surely not going to resemble the final poll. Oh, it's definitely going to change, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's people that hear this poll the first time and say, hey, our team should be ranked here, our team should be ranked there. Well, you can do that by winning your games on the field and making a case for yourself. But, you know, that's why we made up these polls, to give people something to talk about, argue about, be passionate about, and anticipate when ranked teams play each other. One other thing I saw here, from Jim, from this is that the number of teams that are playing in the Champions League that are also ranked in the poll is, is pretty astounding. There are some teams that snuck in here that did not make the Champions League this year, but I'm sure that they're hoping to be in it next year. And I think Champions League performance is going to be a factor that alters the poll as time goes on. Uh, the other thing is, if I'm a coach of a team that's not in the Champions League and I've got a Champions League team on my schedule, that's tailor-made motivation material. Absolutely. All right, so let's get started right now. We're going to start with the girls' coaches poll with the number 10 team coming in first. We're going to work back from number 10 down to number 1. Uh, the number 10 team coming in with 32 votes was Berkeley Prep. The number nine team with 37 votes was Tampa Catholic. Number eight team with 38 votes is Steinbrenner. At number seven, the 40 coaches votes, Shorecrest Prep. The number six team with 47 votes was Holy Names. So now we get into the top five, Jim. Well, it's a Tampa heavy ranking so far. <laughs> it definitely is. Okay, we'll go with number five here. Wiregrass Ranch with 48 points. Number four, Eastlake with 59. Number three, Sickles with 64. Number two, Palm Harbor University High School with 73. And the number one team in the first week of the poll is Newsom High School with 74. How, how do you feel about this, David? How, do you, how does that ranking strike you? Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with these are traditional teams that are very, very successful. I mean, nobody probably has, you know, two wins under their belts yet or very few teams even got two games in last week with the hurricane coming through. So it is a guess by people of who's going to be where they are. Palm Harbor is a team that we've talked about already, you know, winning 18 games last year or 20 games last year. And they are a loaded team. But Newsom every year is, is very good. 
Yes, they are. And the Newsom with a brand new coach, boy, I'll tell you what, it's tough enough to be a brand new coach, but now you've got to carry that number one ranking with you. Absolutely. And, Good uh, luck. Yep. And with the first, well, you know, though, the interesting fact I saw on there is uh, there were four different teams that got a, the number one vote from coaches. Palm Harbor got three of them. Sickles got one, Eastlake got one, and Wiregrass got one. Newsom didn't receive any first place votes from any school, but they are the number one team with the total votes. That's so interesting. So the number one vote, t David, maybe it would be good to explain how that whole point system works. All right. We have the coaches vote, and they actually vote for 15 schools total. Out of that, the number one team that they pick will get 15 points put in, and it works its way down all the way to the 15th, getting one point. When all the votes are in, they get totaled together, and that's where we get the total, for example, Newsom having 74 points. That's so interesting, so interesting. And, you know, the, the coach, the Newsom coach last year and for many years before, Tina Trimborn, she's just done such a, an amazing job building that program up. Boy, I'll tell you what, it's, it'd be exciting to be the coach of that team, but also you're wearing some, uh, you're carrying some big uh, you have the expectations. You the bullseye Yes, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. David, how did Land Lakes do? Um, that's the next thing I was going to tell you, though, too. We had some teams that were very close to getting in the top 10. Um, Land Lakes come in 11th with 31. Durant was 12th with 29. And Plant High School was 13th with 26. After that, the list is pretty long with teams that actually got votes here. And I'll go through them real quickly. Calvary is on a number of people's ballots. Mitchell, Wharton, St. Pete, Sun Lake, Cypress Creek, Shorecrest, Durant, or I said Durant during the polls with 29, Bloomingdale, River Ridge, Wesley Chapel, Sumner, and Carrollwood Day School all received votes this week. Wow, how interesting that that many teams caught the eye of somebody enough to write their name down onto a ballot. I can't wait to see how these teams perform this year. Yep, it's going to be fun to see, and how much will it change after another week of playing games? Yes. So, David, should we talk about that big, looming first-round matchup in the girls' Champions League? Or should we go to the boys' poll first? Well, let's do the girls. Let's stay with the girls, and then we'll come back to the boys after. Because, David, uh, it, it, number four, East Lake, and number seven, Shorecrest, are in the same group. And they are playing each other. While I can tell you the name of at least one person who will likely be in the bleachers watching that game, and that is Randy Irick, the Palm Harbor coach, right. because he's also in uh, in the uh, in that group for the group of death, I think, for the girls. That is correct, and because that group had Plant that had a, to step out of the league this year, Palm Harbor should not be playing that night. So he should get a moment to go over and take a look at those other two teams unless he picked up somebody else for that night. Can't wait to see how that turns out. And so I guess you could say, David, that if there is one place to be on Wednesday, November 16th in the Tampa Bay area, if you were looking for the most interesting girls' high school soccer match, an argument could be made to find the Shorecrest versus Eastlake match and make sure you're at it. Where is that game, David? Do we know where that game is? That's Shorecrest. Shorecrest Prep is where the game is at 7 o'clock. You know, Shorecrest has a beautiful facility. I don't know if you've been down there or not. They've invested a lot in their physical plant over the past, say, 10 or 15, maybe 20 years. And that stadium that they have to watch games in, it's a top-class place to watch a game. So I cannot wait to see how that turns out. Good luck to both teams. And the other thing, I think, if, if you're in Pasco County... 
I mean, you're not going to make it all the way over to Pinellas County to watch a game. There is a big game going on also with Land Lakes at Wiregrass this week as well. Wow. So, that, well, we know who coaches Land Lakes High School, and we've talked about it in the past, Vicki King. And Vicky King is also the person whose name is on the Champions League trophy, the Vicky King trophy. So that's a team we're going to be watching closely this year. Yep, and the last two times, uh, the last time the two teams played each other was in the regionals last year when um, Land Lakes knocked off Wiregrass. I believe it was in penalty kicks, um, but it's always a tough game between the two schools. So, Dave, so, so David Newsom, uh, Newsom's team is with Tampa Prep. Sorry, Berkeley Prep, Tampa Catholic, and one other team in that group, too. Who West, does, Wesley Chapel. Wesley Chapel. And who does Newsom play? Newsom plays Berkeley. Um, we have a little wrinkle in the schedule right now, though, between the two schools. We're working on that date. That is supposed to be the date that is um, the big matchup with, between Newsom and Berkeley in the opening game. Um, That's right. There is, there is always some things that are going to go on. We talked about this earlier um, in another podcast about working with Hillsborough County, and they've done... Great jobs with Jennifer Birchall helping us out here, too. But with the switches and coaches and stuff, we had a double booking, basically. So we're, we, are, we still don't know when that game's going to be played, but hopefully it'll be shortly. Good luck to all teams. Uh, just a quick review. Newsom, uh, Group 1 in the Champions League contains Sickles and three unranked teams, at least not ranked in the top 10. Group 2 contains Newsom, the top-ranked team, number 9, Tampa Catholic, and number 10, Berkeley Prep. Group three contains Wiregrass at number five, Academy of the Holy Names at number six, Land Lakes at number 11. Correct. And group four would have to be the group of death, Palm Harbor, the number two ranked team, Eastlake, the number four ranked team, and Shorecrest, the number seven. Yeah, that's a tough group right there. All right, Jim, I think we should jump over to the boys and make sure we get all that in today. All right, we're going to kick it right off now with the number 10 ranked team from the boys' coaches poll this week. Number Coming in at number 10 is Osceola with 35 votes. Number 9 is Tampa Catholic with 48. Tied for 7th is Eastlake and Steinbrenner with 49. At 6th with 56 votes is Sunlake. As your first five, Jim, before we get the other five, anything else to say there? I mean, just traditional powerhouses just doing their thing as they do every year. All right. At number five, Tampa Prep with 59. Number four with 60 votes is Plant. Number three with 64 is Mitchell High School. Number two with 69 is Wiregrass Ranch. And the number one team in the first poll with a pretty large gap between the rest of the group right now is Jesuit High School with 101 votes. Wow. Wow. Well, according to the coaches, it's Jesuit and a lot of others. <laughs> That's correct. Um, there, there's a very, very tight group between the number two and even all the way down with, uh, I didn't get to mention, but the number 11 and 12 teams were Palm Harbor with 34 and River Ridge with 33. But the gap there is just, you know, two more coaches voting, you know, a different way, changing that around could sway this poll completely. Well, you know, David, uh, our very special message to coaches is going to address that issue when we get to that part of the show. All right. 
Well, let's look now, Jim, at the, the group itself, though, too, with our Champions League play. There are actually three, two teams in this group that are not playing in the Champions League this year. Traditional powerhouses, Tampa Catholic, Steinbrenner. Both of them are not in the Champions League this year, but both of them should be. <laughs> They're both quality teams that, you know, if they win their their districts next year and get ranked high enough, they are traditional teams that are in the Champions League. That brings up one of the beautiful parts of the Champions League. It is a tournament that you have to earn your way into by winning your district title the year before. Now, there are a couple of at-large teams that do get in. That are, Those are teams that didn't win the district. But what we do is we go to the final state ranking and max preps of all schools combined, and we use that to objectively pick the best schools that haven't yet gotten in. The point being, Steinbrenner and Tampa Catholic, I know both, would love to be in the Champions League, yet they aren't. And those teams that are, that means they've won something on the field, and that's exciting. Yep, absolutely. Now, looking at this, you know, selfishly, I know that the Wiregrass Ranch team, which I coach, is listed at number two there, which to me, going into the season, saying we lost 13 out of our 19 field players from last year. We have six returning players coming back. Somebody's giving us more credit than I'm giving us right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, we do operate on a secret ballot, David. You can disclose if you want to, or maybe you don't want to disclose where you put Wiregrass, or even if you put Wiregrass in your poll, I'll leave that up to you, and I'm not even going to ask you that question. That's uh, I'm going to answer it, though. Okay. Because <laughs> I had us in our poll. I put us at either 8th or ninth. I'd have to look back at it, but either 8 or 9 on the list. So. Oh, and that's probably fair. I think them putting – I think you getting in at number two is a nod of respect to the job you've done up to this point. Everybody knows that the Wiregrass team plays as a team, plays hard, uh, doesn't take nights off, and if they do take a night off, they have to answer to their crusty old school coach who doesn't <laughs> take it from them. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Jim. Now, uh, Eric Sims, on the other hand, has done a tremendous job with that Jesuit team. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I think traditionally in the last, you know, since we've been doing the Tampa Bay Top Ten, I think they have been either number one or number two. I, maybe once they dropped out of one or two in our poll, but this time, you know, they got five first-place votes. Wiregrass did pick up one. And Tampa Prep picked up one. But for the most part, I think coaches are going to say, hey, the standard is, is Jesuit. And until somebody goes out and beats them, they're going to stay the standard and be number one. I've always been a great believer in dynasties and having a team that is perceived as the best and it gives everybody else a something to shoot for. And Jesuit definitely does that. Right. Every game on their schedule, the opponent has the opportunity to make their season by beating them. That's right. exciting. Right. And then it's tough for a school like Jesuit or any of the schools that are actually in here is every given night, if you, you are somebody's season maker for them. That's right. And they come out and beat you or they tie you even. That that's, creates their whole season for them. And interestingly, we were there at Jesuit High School last year when the very same thing we're talking about happened for Osceola. When Osceola was able to, to knock Jesuit out of the Champions League last year, by the luck of the draw, those two teams are in the same group this year. Right. I cannot wait for that game. All right, well, let's look at the groups and the big matchups for, for this first week here, Jim. I think, I think that uh, the poll shows us that both groups three and four can vie for the title of group of death. And imagine this, David. You, the coach of Wiregrass Ranch, Oscar, the coach of Mitchell, and Plant, Jessica's Plant, Janessa's Plant team, three 
two, three, and four in the poll, all in the same group, having to play each other. That's crazy. That's a group of death, if there ever was one. Well, that also shows you that most likely this poll is going to change because some of the teams are going to play this week and somebody's going to beat somebody, so they'll knock them down a little bit on the yes. poll, most likely. So, yes. But actually, the preseason one where I think everybody knows that you know, plan has been fantastic. Mitchell has been a tradition, you know, since Oscar's been there, of just being successful and winning um, winning soccer games. So I think they got a lot of respect from the other coaches being placed there. But you're right, go looking over at that next one, with the, even with Tampa Prep and Sun Lake and East Lake and River Ridge. Um, River Ridge is a team that came in with getting votes, and I personally believe that River Ridge may be the best team in Pasco County this Some year. Some people say that. I've heard you say that. I've heard a few other coaches say that as well. But, you know, Plant went to the state championship game last year, right. and Mitchell has a former state champion and is always good. They were state final four last year. There you go. Yep. And I think that the key marquee matchup in the first round of the Champions League is Plant versus Mitchell. Those two teams are playing each other. The number three and the number four ranked teams in the first Tampa Bay top ten poll David, where is that game? That game's at Mitchell. And unfortunately, still, even though I keep mentioning that Hillsborough does a great job working with them and stuff, they're not allowed to play home games still, the public schools in Hillsborough. So they're, they could be the number one team here, and they're going to be on the road for all three of their Champions League games. Yes, and, and uh, by the way, we made a shout-out for sponsors uh, last week. We're going to make that shout-out every week. But one of the things that the Champions League does, Tampa Bay Top 10 does, is help pay for expenses that come up to allow teams such as Hillsborough Public School teams to play in the Champions League. Those expenses can range from referee fees to security guards that have to be hired to even transportation fees. So the Tampa Bay Top 10 Champions League is committed to not letting those fees get in the way of having the best possible tournament. So sponsors, just dial us up, especially if you played high school soccer and you benefited from it. And now you're successful in business. Talk to us. We can use your help. And so can the Tampa public school teams. They need your help because oh! it's not in their budget. No, it's not in anybody's budget either. So the, the, the nice thing about what we're doing here, I think, is that we make things possible for teams that couldn't do stuff. Right now, we will definitely send checks to every school that's hosting a game so they can help offset the cost of their officials. We haven't got to the point yet that we can go down to Hillsborough County and say, listen, we'll pay for your security, we'll pay for everything, ticket takers, administrator to be there, and you know, it's you know, $700 a game then for us to do that. But we're hoping that we get enough sponsorship that eventually we can say, hey, play the games at your own schools. You're the number one team. You shouldn't be on the road. But unfortunately right now, Plants going to be on the road at Mitchell, and Mitchell's a tough place to play. Yes, Mitchell is a tough place to play, having been there many times. And, you know, and we want to make this doable for these teams. And David's paycheck from the Tampa Bay Top Ten has a lot of zeros in it. In fact, it has only zeros in it. And so does mine and so does Carlos's. We're doing it for the love of this tournament. And by the way, speaking of love of the tournament, the other key first-round game, it's the Battle of the Lakes. East Lake versus Sun Lake, number six versus number seven. What a matchup. Wow. Uh, we, we got to see um, Sun Lake play in the preseason games, and they just were head and shoulders above, you know, 
us at the time, you know, and they also played basketball high school at the time, they could have scored 10 goals against both of us. You know, fortunately, they didn't, but they, they just have the ability to do that. And they did put up five, I think, in both games. So they're going to be a team that's like, all right, the game, they may give up a goal or two, but they're going to score five or six. So Yes. Well, you know what I love about this matchup, David, is, you know, high school soccer can get a bad rap. But you look at the coaches involved here, Thurston and Sam. Both of them could put their college careers, their playing careers up against anybody in the Tampa Bay area right now. They've built programs. They've had success. They demand that their players play soccer. And watching them play, playing against them is hard to do. Eastlake was the first Champions League champion. And uh, that is just going to be a battle, yeah. that game. Yep, and you're absolutely right. You know, as I mentioned, that Sun Lake scores a lot of goals. Well, you know, Sam is still the all-time leading goal scorer at St. Leo University. So he knows all about putting the ball on the net. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh! Hey, let me mention really quickly, though, too, though, we had also a ton of teams that got votes here as well, just like the girls' um, poll did. But I'll read down really quickly um, some of the schools that got votes um, Bloomingdale, Riverview, St. Pete, Shorecrest, Calvary, Robinson, Seminole, Countryside, Northeast, Wesley Chapel, Clearwater Central Catholic, King, Newsom, Berkeley, Carewood Day School, Sickles, and I did not, oh, I did mention Bloomingdale already, because Bloomingdale was right on the edge of getting in as well. So interesting, these initial polls, when, uh, when it, nothing's, everything's wide open. I, I'll, call, I'll call attention to three teams that you mentioned. One is St. Pete High, coached by Rob Woodard, and uh, Rob Woodard is building something down there. They just beat their crosstown rival Northeast on uh, Friday night, big, big result for them, and uh, they've, they're, they're building, that team is. Seminole, of course, has been great. Seminole, you know, won the 1982 Florida State Championship. They've had great teams for decades. And, of course, we know Rick Macy's the name that's most closely mm -hmm. associated with Seminole. Did I mention Seminole? You did. I, I, I you make did. sure I didn't miss them when I read you down did. the list there. And then the other team that got stuck in your uh, group of death is Calvary. Yeah. Calvary's a team to watch. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that game. Actually, I am looking forward to the game, but I, you know, I've told our boys that we've played them the last nine years down on Calvary's turf. Uh, this is the first time we've played them, I think, at Wiregrass um, on grass. We actually love playing at their field, and our kids were disappointed we're not down there, but I don't want to play them away if we don't have to. You know, there's, a, there's an interesting uh, dynamic in, in high school soccer, which we'll talk about in subsequent podcasts of the history of programs. But we want to say something to the coaches. It's really important that you have a say in these polls. You know, every single person that coaches a high school soccer team has the right to submit a poll to David. David, how easy is it? It literally is you just have to send me an email by, you know, Saturday night to dawilson at pasco.k12.fl.us with your 15 favorite teams listed down, and I will add your votes to it. Um, you don't have to be a Champions League coach or, you know, from a team from the Champions League in order to be able to vote. We want more people to vote. It sometimes can get swayed a little bit when... You know, if the majority of coaches are from Pasco County that do the voting, you know, or from Pinellas County that do the voting, then the votes do get swayed toward the teams that those coaches see all the time. Yeah, the important thing to coaches to understand is you're going to be voting on teams maybe that you don't know anything about. That's okay. We're trying to create enthusiasm for high school soccer. We're not trying to get it scientifically accurate necessarily. 
we want you to do to the best of your ability based on looking up scores and reputationally, however you find information, just give your opinion so we can build a Tampa Bay top 10 poll week after week. All right, I think that's all we have time for today, Jim. I think we have a lot more pleased to ask for volunteers and help all the time. Any way that you can help out, we appreciate it. Doesn't have to be monetarily, all right? It could be just with your efforts and helping at different things we have. But once again, thank you, Jim and Carlos, for all they have, all of your effort and all your work here, and we appreciate all you do. Thank you, David. Thank you, Carlos. You're amazing, Carlos. Turning the dials for us.